Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today, we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. After three days of finding nothing but dead new bloods, three days of failure, we travel to Templin, a quiet town on the road to Delphi, mostly residential, consisting of vast silver estates and cramped red row houses along the river. Masters and servants. Templin is tricky. It has no vast forest, tunnels, or crowded streets to hide in. Usually, we'd use shade to slip inside the walls, but he's not with us today. He twisted his leg yesterday, aggravating a still healing muscle, and I made him stay behind. Cal is missing, too, having elected to teach, leaving Ada to man the black run. She's still there, cozy in her pilot seat, reading as she always does. I try not to be jumpy, to lead as Cal would, but I feel strangely bare without him and my brother. I've never been without both of them on a recruitment mission, and this is my proving ground, to show the others that I am not only a weapon to be unleashed, but someone willing to fight with them. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 18, Glass Sword, Chapter 19. So Mare's on her own. She's she's in charge now. This is... So scary. <laughs> so scary. Somebody this impetuous should not be in charge. No. No. But of course, she starts right away with some depressing stuff. Yes, right away. Right away. I also love how she's like. Normally, we would use shade, but he's not with us today because reasons. Because he because plot twisted his leg. Shade right. like <laughs> plot, 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 plot. Right. So shade is like a walking accident. <laughs> he's always injured. <laughs> I, hey now. <laughs> I've never broken any bones though, so. You but have I, dislocated multiple I have knees. Dislocated multiple joints. <laughs> well, he's he's like your favorite sports professional sports team that just signs the hot free agent for ten years, and the guy's injured literally all year, every year. Right. <laughs> That's shade. So three, three days of dead new blood. So everywhere they're going right now, Maven has beaten has them already there. Been. Yeah. So it's got to be kind of depressing for for Mayor. I mean, that has to be kind of depressing for everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is, yeah. But you know, I'm sure it's depressing for everyone, but you know Farley's going to be like, okay, let's move on. Right. Mare's the one that's going to friggin' immediately be like, it's all my fault. Right. The world is going to end. <laughs> I'm really surprised that the book let three whole days of that depressing stuff Without filling us in. <laughs> like, how did Mare survive three oh depressing God. days? Well, you know, if there was social media in this world, she would be all over Facebook posting about it. <laughs> Another day of dead new bloods. Her Twitter is so downer. <laughs> she has like the most depressing Instagram story. Yeah. Nobody watches her lives. She's like, <laughs> right. Thank God then that this place has like very little electricity and no internet. Or so, I mean, there's some sort of internet, yeah, I guess. There's some to sort get of like to get the databases. Right. Yeah. But it's not like... It doesn't seem to be something now. that people are connected into. It's more like a... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like... 
it's it's thing it's a thing that certain places have, but only Correct. those places right. have it. I imagine that's something that the crown would probably really want to control. Yeah. For communication reasons, yes. like the silvers would definitely yeah. not be okay um, with yeah. everyone just being able to communicate. Even though the reds are all the tech people and they've already figured it out. Right. The silvers don't know that. The silvers, not gonna lie, some of them, kinda dumb. Kinda dumb. <sighs> well, they Maybe de- just oblivious. Because yeah, they depend on their abilities dumb. so much. They're just yeah. not, no self-awareness. Right. Yeah, they're just like, they think they're top of the food chain and always will be. Correct, because of their powers. Right. And, and, yeah. and they just, they think they can just kinda like, put reds on something and they're just gonna do it. Right. Like Nero or whatever. Where he thought he was so safe. Right. And then all of his people turned on him and burned the whole thing to the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. we don't want anything of what you stand for. Anyway. But that's revolution. Yeah. Ultimately. So we've got a new guy. A new plot convenience. I mean, yeah. new blood. <laughs> they might as well call them, yeah, plot convenience. A, a, new, a new plot device that we have here. Yeah. This, this this new the staggering ability. new advantage as mayor calls him right yeah right I don't know well yeah I guess his his power is a little better than what nanny can do because she can just do it to herself and Herrick can do it create to other people basically he illusions just, yeah. he, he can create illusions so right. he can. Make you look like you're not there. Make people he, look like they're not who yes. they are. He yeah. can make anything, really. Yeah. He can make people see whatever he wants. Right. Which, and it's it's, it's interesting because they point this out, and you pointed out bef- the other day, Nugget, mm-hmm. that Mayor says we still have to be quiet because he can only mask, he can only, when they... They can only see mask what they see, not yeah. what they hear. And you point out why didn't they bring Farah to them? Because then they would have a complete illusion anytime they wanted. Exactly. They wouldn't have to worry about being quiet. I, I don't, don't know if she's out busy hunting with Kalorn, and that's another person that you have to bring. That's true. True. However, it's clear that this is not a very big team that they have here. That's true. It's like, but if you bring her, just hear me out. If you five of them, I think, without shade. If you bring her and you're like around guards or something, silver guards, and you're being hidden, you could talk mad trash about him, and they wouldn't know because you right? got fear. <laughs> oh my god! Look at these. Idiots. Look at the upside. Yeah. They don't know that we're under the. <laughs> they don't know that we're here. Right. This I is so dumb. So anyway, Herrick, this is there. the yeah. this is the staggering new advantage this they're is talking plot about. Plot devi- device number two. Plot device yes. number two. This is a plot device named Herrick. Here and he he's younger, right? He, he definitely doesn't know. I don't think they tell us how old he is, but he is. You get the vibe. He's very, very green. Very green. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 not into this idea. He's not comfortable with doing this at all. Right. Well, when something's on the line. Yeah. This this big. I mean, lives are on the line here, so it's probably a lot of stress, I imagine. Right. And he was already working. He had a job in a quarry. Right. So that's pretty... 
But I mean, that's that's not that that's telling. That's pretty what you call it. That's pretty like labor intensive work. Like you might not get into that until you're a little bigger. Yeah. But I mean, little Kristoff was cutting <laughs> ice. You know. As a seeming three-year-old at the beginning of Frozen. So, so anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. That is true. I mean, yeah, never mind. Anyway. But we're catching up with them on his first recruitment mission. Right. This is the first time that they're going to go out and actually put what he can do into practice. Right. And yes. they're, they're in a wagon, right? With following all these other red wagons that are mm-hmm. basically horse-drawn going into trade wares or do whatever they yeah. are for the day. So they've got Nick's. Nick's is driving, correct? Or is it Krantz? No, Krantz, Krantz is driving. Nix is in the back with them. With with the, with Mare and Herrick and Farley. And Farley, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of our crew today. Yes. You meet your Scarlet Guard recruitment crew for that's today. Right. Krantz is driving because he's not really on their radar. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's a, just a regular red. He's, he's not, not a known he's, ally. And isn't yeah. he also a Lakelander? He's really not... Is he no. not? No, he was Harbor a sea skull. Right, that's so right. So he's not like. So he's not really on their radar. They're not looking for his face. So he can be the, kind of the face of their cart, yeah. so to speak. Right. He just looks like any other dude. Yeah. Right. It's not like the silver officers are going to really care if it's not a face. They've specifically been told to be looking for. Right. Like it's, it's not the faces that they're checking anyway because they yeah. could give him an ID card and they're not going to. Right. The, the guards don't care what your ID card says. They're, They're looking, looking for specific, specific faces. Right. Yes. And if you're not one of those faces, then they really don't care. Right. Right. So. I picture this like just a big long line, like you're waiting to get into like an amusement park and they're checking it. You know what I mean? As you go through like the little security yeah. gate first. Except. So you're all just waiting. Except you don't have to worry about the stupid fingerprint scanner that never quite works. <laughs> Talk about Universal. It was the of my existence when we went to Universal. It's like your, thumb, well, it's like your thumbprint changed every time we ready went Ready to do it all again at Disney. Probably even worse. Yeah. But. So they're just waiting in this line, waiting to be inspected by the guards, knowing that the guards are specifically looking for them. They're not really. Normally, I'm sure they're checking normal, you know, wares and things on a normal sure. basis. But now, specifically, their really only goal is to catch Mare. Right. Yeah. I think you could be driving in there with, like, a thing of TNT, and they would just be like... Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't but really no, care. No Mare, Cal. Okay, I'll have a right. good day, Right, that's sir. who they're looking for. <laughs> like, when... You're when, not harboring fugitives? Right, in the early 2000s, really when, like, everybody was smuggling drugs on planes because they were only training dogs to sniff for bombs for terrorist right, exactly. stuff. So people were just like <laughs> sending like massive amounts of drugs over here. So Walking like, through metal dogs detectors. Don't, they're not trained for both. Like it's one or the right. other and they're trained for bombs right now. Walking so. through metal detectors with cocaine bags yeah, strapped like, to their belt. White powder all over their face right. when they were snorting in the bathroom before yeah. they went through the... You're good. <laughs> Have a nice day, sir. You're, you're the right... Uh, melanin level on the Fitzgerald <laughs> scale. Have a great day. <laughs> You're whiter than sin. Have a good one. Crazy. So Mercy's here's our first like mega downer mare moment. First. I, I feel like no, I mean on this episode. Right. I feel like we should just keep a tick of, of how many times that she literally yeah, like one. brings it down. Okay. They she just looks around works. as they're going in. 
as they're waiting, she looks around and this whole village is draped in um red and orange striped flags. Oh right. Which oh, are God. the Lair- House Larilyn colors. Yeah. And so she's like, all I see is dead Larilyns, like everywhere. Just dead Larilyns, like bellicose. The ones that shot f- dead by, by Farley. Farley. Yeah. And then the, 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 the practically babies <laughs> murdered. <laughs> In the explosion that followed. The explosion that was actually created by Silvers. I am that conspiracy theorist. Correct. Um, yeah. So that's bummer count one. Yep. Yeah, I had it there. There's a there's a tally mark count going on over here now. Here's my Thanks. first note in this chapter where every party needs a pooper. Yes. Because it happens every chapter and this is the first one. And it's nine ninety nine percent of the time it's mayor, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Mayor bums herself out, but then they're As always. they're basically they're getting to the line now. They're mm-hmm. they're up next. Herrick looks like uh what's his name from Airplane? Sweaty. Just sweat pouring yeah, off his face. Pouring off of him, concentrating his as fist. hard as he can, clenching his fists. Right. Picked a horrible week to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> He's got a drinking problem. He's got a drinking problem. Yeah. He is he is white knuckling it right now with this. Where it's like, hey dude, like maybe just chill out a little bit. Right. Because you look like somebody who's doing something wrong. He looks like what I remember the boys looking like when they were babies and they were taking a really aggressive <laughs> poop in their diaper and they would just <laughs> clench their fists and their Faces would get all red because they were. You know what I'm talking about. That's what I picture him looking like a ta- a baby <laughs> trying to push one out. That's what I picture him looking like right now. Only sweating <sighs> like Wayne Brady on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> or like, I feel more. I feel like it'd be uh, more similar to uh, what Ben would look like when he was little and he was building something out of like his Legos. The focus with the tongue those, out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where he's just like. Really focused. Yeah. Only, again, sweating like yes, we're right. on Dancing with and, Stars. Uh, and then Grant comes in and kicks it over. Or, it looks like in Heroes, when Hero's trying to teleport and he like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. That too. <laughs> he like jiggles. Right. He's concentrating. He's concentrating concentrating real hard, hard. and he's really stressed. Yeah. There's our our new mandatory Heroes reference for the podcast. It's become a thing now. Sweating like every character on Top Gun. (laughs) The first one. The first one. Sweat. Mare mutters to him, we have a mutter count, that he can do this, and she tries to smile at him. And I have a feeling that Mare's one of those people that when it's when people are like, I bet you'd be prettier if you smiled, and then she smiles, and they're like, mm, never mind. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> but you're the kind of girl that can light up a room when you smile. Nope. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I, but I just feel like it's because she doesn't smile very often, and she's trying to smile at him like, like so a Dexter not a smile. Real smile. Like, this is what humans do. Yeah. Right. There's a difference between a real smile and a put-on smile. Right, right. This is how humans are supposed to smile. <laughs> you, know. you can do it, buddy. Audio-only medium, guys. Right. <laughs> and we're all just making these stupid faces. So now it's time. They're, they're next in line. And it's time for Herrick to... Do his thing. Do his thing and finally put into display what he's been 
practicing. Time for her to pinch out the staggering new advantage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and disappear them all. But everybody is like ready to just launch out of this cart and right. run like they're on cops if this doesn't work. And they can't move, not because he can't make them disappear if they move, but they can't make sound because he can't control sound. So they don't want to make a sound right. either. Right. They're, every, they're just being completely stilled. Right. Because they know it's going to be searched and it has to look like nobody's there. Like, they don't even want to breathe. Exactly. I yeah, hope, they're all holding their I breath. I hope no one had baked ziti this morning. <laughs> right? Because that's going to be flatulence everywhere. <laughs> Krantz pulls it off. He does his thing. He He goes through calm and collected. You know, looking slightly annoyed that he has to stop. Right. Because I feel like he just looks like that all the time anyway. Yeah. Probably. I feel like he constantly looks like he's just a little bit angry annoyed. at the world. Right. Yeah. He's got a resting bee face. Yeah. And the guard's like, takes a look in the cart and he's like, so are you transporting air? You know, basically like, what are you doing coming in here with an empty, empty cart? wagon? Like, okay, Mr. Snarky, chill. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'm getting a shipment, getting a shipment that's done outbound, done. you know. It's like I'm, I'm coming in to pick something up. Right. You know, not everybody's uh, business savvy enough to have already lined up a load to bring into to town. To bring into town, right. Yeah. He, Sorry that I don't have enough and business for right. And this is another point where Ada came in because he actually gives specifics of what he was picking up from Ada because she yeah. read through. Yeah, this all would be what would be coming out, coming out right. of here and, and heading going, where you want to go. This is what you want to tell him you're picking up. So, mm -hmm. so he's and all he needs is the basics, like yeah. you said. They're not. They're not looking. They don't give a crap. They're looking right. for specific people. And if you overdo it, the guard's going to be like, "Wait a minute, right?" Um. Suspicious. Yeah. Right. So Kranz plays it perfectly. The guards don't see anything. They don't make a sound. But Mayor does point out that they're staring what looks like he's staring right at her eyes. Like they're almost like they're making eye contact, but he can't see her. Which must be super weird. I bet yeah. it's freaky. And the thing is, this happens, that happens a little too much in this book. When they're supposed to be invisible right. and people make like. It looks like they're making eye contact, and it's like, they're going to be just, like, kind of glancing around. And if they're making yeah. specific eye contact with that one point, that's when it gets right. weird. Really and again, creepy. we talked about this before, too. It would be really hard for me when I realize they can't see me to not just stand up and moon them right to his face. Yeah, but you can't see. move because you don't want to oh, make a noise. Sound. But see, that's why you need Farrah. That's why you need Farrah. Right, right. That would be too plot convenient. <laughs> don't you dare make the same joke you made. I won't. She decides that just to be safe, she wants to be completely clear of everything before they before see they it. drop the illusion. Because Reds are pretty oblivious to most things, but they're going to notice if people just suddenly pop yeah. back into a cart. Why they don't have a covered one, I guess that's too much plot convenience. <laughs> Like you more know, plot convenience Vicky than drew happening. a line and and uh, covered wagon fell on one side and new blood that can hide them <laughs> fell, fell on, on the, the other. other. And yes. it's, it's I mean, like I, I again it, more 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 plot convenient than finding just just a couple weeks ago th this guy who can just make people see whatever he wants. Yeah. I, yes. Now I do feel like there's probably. I mean, they've mentioned it. There's several other new bloods that they've brought in. Yes. With 
abilities we haven't even been told about yet. Correct. Yeah. So these are just the ones that happen to be beneficial to the story. So yeah. we're we're really only getting like the cream of the new blood crop that rises up. We're to only be getting the ones that have plot relevance. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's ones that like. There's probably a guy that could taste the food you're eating, but what good does that do? <laughs> right, 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 right. Or um, somebody that There's can... There's the loser abilities out there. Somebody that can, like, just make plants, like, sprout or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess there's that, green wardens that yeah, can do that. that but, I mean, like, from nothing, you know? Because uh, yeah. green wardens can't they, do that. They yeah. manipulate what's already there. But they, they need to be, like, seeds. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of stupid stuff. Or, you know, they can... There's, there's like, an Isabella of this new blood world. Right. They can turn cloth into toilet paper. <laughs> right. It or something. But, it, but it's which not, is, it's not is, beneficial to mare. Which is right. Which is great if you're in the bathroom and you run out of toilet paper. Right. And, and all you have towel. is a towel. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, man, I need toilet paper. <laughs> hey! I, I can think of many situations where that would come in handy. No. Other than you happen to be like at Taco Bell or a Chinese buffet. <laughs> or if it, you know, back when there were toilet paper hoarders True. during the, the pandemic and you all you had was all these washcloths. Yeah. But anyway, so we are we are just getting this is a there's there's parts of this book that speed up through things. And cut parts of it out, and then it slows down, and we get more detail. So yeah. we just happen to slow down and get more detail on Herrick for this particular right. mission. Because there's obviously been several other missions where they haven't run into what they run into later in this True. Chapter. Oh, God. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which is so disturbing, I almost don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> How is this in a YA book? I What? What do you mean? Oh, the next part? Right, what they find when oh, they go there, yeah, like, I, uh, wow, okay, this is, done what, well. this is what we're doing now. It's, it's handled I, well. Yeah, but some, it's just some of the things that people throw fits about in books and some of the things they don't. It's just really funny. Oh, it yeah. Quite funny, yes. <laughs> so they find this house. They They know which house they're going to because there's a candle in the window even though it's daytime. Right. And uh, it's like casting this red glow on the window and that's how they know that's the signal for where the safe house scarlet guard yeah safe house yeah where it's at and and uh, of course they make note that it's red as the dawn uh, of course they the do way that the candle and yep. the fabric and everything and and as a mom I was like, oh, that's going to get set on fire. <laughs> I already said this is a clapboard house. Like, right. That's, that, I feel like this was a bad idea. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. To each his own. I guess they figure out how to do it. And there's like an alleyway right next to this thing. So they can like pu pull park. up the card and park there and have easy access and not have to worry about right. people seeing them. And Krantz puts his um, handicap parking sticker on there so no right. one messes with the car. Right. The club on the, the club. horse's legs so he can't go <laughs> off. You like stretch it from his front foot on one side to his back foot on the other so he can't gallop. If they, they get out of the car you just hear this bloop bloop when he turns <laughs> <the alarm on. laughs> Put it in park. Right. Lock it. Right. <laughs> he gets Arlen. out of the house and they're like hey where did I park? Right. Right. 
Anyway. Harley knocks on the door, and the door just opens. Nobody says a word. It's dark as all get out inside, and they just walk right in. Yeah. Like, the, no questions asked. <laughs> this is not strange. At and, all. To anybody. And it, it's, it, I think it's because Farley just, like, heads right on in, and everyone's like, I mean, yep. If Farley trusts it, we trust it. I don't. That's true. I mean, and the place is unremarkable. It looks like yeah. any other poor person's house. Bare with stuff all over yeah. the place, but not really furniture. The light bulbs are either gone, you know, sold for money, or, the or they just don't have electricity rations. You know, it's just it's this is how Reds are living right now, and this looks like what a right. standard place because you don't want anything tipping off. Right, people, and as we've pointed out before, as we they discussed in the last ch- the previous chapters, a lot of reds are leaving because oh, yeah. of the measures. So the ones that are staying are living in squalor, barely getting by anyway. Yeah, a voice addresses Farley as Captain, which we haven't heard in a little bit since she had her run in with in a hot minute with her the dad, Colonel. Yeah. Papa. Uh and then no. and then snuffs out the candle. And when they when they get into the light of the candle holding it, we see that there's a red band tattooed around the wrist of this person mm-hmm. which they say that we saw on Will Whistle. I don't I remember to... them mentioning this. I think they're no, I think that they did. I think that they cuz I'm pretty sure it was like in the ver- in the early and Mare compared it to the red band that they put around you when you go around reds when you go into a silver city, but it's just tattooed there. I don't remember if it was the first time we meet him or if it was later, hmm. but I remember it being addressed. I'd have to look back to make sure that I'm not crazy, but I think it's in there. I don't remember, but that that doesn't mean much. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, this person Farley starts to argue. I'm not captain anymore. That's been all, you know, all that's been taken away. Command. uh, Yeah, bring that up again. Yeah. Has other ideas. Um, And Mare is like, you know, command again. Like, what is this? this Command thing. This is getting more and more cryptic and it's kind of annoying me. Right. Because we don't hear actually, because I've read halfway through the third book and they still haven't discussed exactly what command is. What command is. Right. Is it, it? they do explain it at some point because they kind of have to. But I don't remember if it's later in the third book than where Dad got, or if it's not until the fourth L- one. Let me just belabor this point since we're talking about the cur- the uh, Colonel. Yeah. I watched Don't Breathe Again <laughs> the night before last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, whenever yeah. now I go back and read anything with the Colonel talking, yeah. I hear Stephen Lang's totally voice. Totally Stephen Lang. Got to be. Yeah. So. The on. when Mare's ears perk up at the sound of the word command, the woman takes notice of Mare, obviously instantly recognizes her and introduces herself. And she says her name is Ellie Whistle. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> this has got to be like oh his God. sister or whatever. So right. she starts to ask, are you related to Will she, Whistle? She didn't really even get it all the way out, does she? Out. Yeah. She's, no. she's like, well, well, there's a lot of it's a, it's a nickname. It's a nickname, thing. or it's a yeah. yeah. It's like a like like snow in Game of Thrones, where 
you're a you're bastard s- of a family from the north. You're a so smuggler. You're they call you a whistle. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's a smuggler, which is the same thing. Well, well did also. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not a, it's not like a family relationship. It's thing. just something it's, you kind of adapt or right. adopt yeah. with so people know that you're. Yeah. A smuggler, like you drop your old identity. But it also kind of makes you wonder why she was so short with it, too. The, kind of a little bit of a, what's up, what's up with this woman? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't opinion. let Mare finish. She's just right. like, no, 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 I'd be a little bit wary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Ellie's like, you know, I'm Scarlet Guard as well. Like, yeah. she feels the need to tell her that. Like, that's not obvious. Why else would they be there? Um, I mean, maybe I'm just a little paranoid and have trust issues, but I don't 100% trust this woman. True. <laughs> Doesn't she also say, but basically tell Farley, well, your captain, as far as we're concerned, it's more or less like, does she not say? Yeah. It's. Yeah. When she references command, it's like, you, well, you're not captain according to the colonel, but like, command has other. Other, other ideas. ideas where yeah. you're right. concerned, which is and very foreboding. Mayor. Uh, mentions that the last few weeks Farley has been in touch with her people that are not as loyal to the colonel and that's how they've been getting around right. undetected is that she's found people that still trust her and that don't necessarily like authority and you know they're they're still doing things for Farley right which is hilarious to me that Farley Likes to be in charge when she's around, but doesn't like authority <laughs> at all. Exactly. Yes. They're there for a set of twins, the Marcher twins, Tansy and Matrick. I really hope this person does not become a main character because I'm going to be impossible not to call them Maverick. <laughs> Tavrick. Matrick. Matrick, and what's the what's the other one? Ta- Tansy. Tansy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Tansy and Matrick. Dad, okay. I just want to bring this up. There's a character in the Harry Potter series whose first name is actually Pansy. Oh, Lord. That's true. <laughs> just saying. So, they need to find the Marcher residence. Yeah, Ellie's lie. Our, they tell Ellie we need them removed from the premises within an hour. If that's possible, we're also going to need supplies, food, you know. Anything. Whatever Thank you can just start give us loading out requests. And she's like, yep, 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 yep. I can do that. I can do that. Like, way over. Almost over helpful. Over helpful. Yeah. Again, Mayor and Farley are looking at each other like. Oh. Yeah. Even Farley's a little on edge here. Yeah. And so Farley kind of tests the waters. And she's like. Uh. You know, wow, I really thank you for your cooperation. And Farley doesn't thank people very often, by the way. No, no. And and Mare starts to wonder, like, is Ellie here alone? Are there other people here? Right. You know, what do we, what's coming around the corner? And Ellie says, like I said, I take my orders from command. And they sent out the word, help Captain Farley and the Lightning Girl, no matter the cost. Mare mutters to Farley here yeah. uh, that she'll have to fill her in on that yeah. later. Like, Mare's not going to let this command thing go. Right. You're going to have to tell me all about this eventually. You're going to yeah. have to wait a couple of books, Mare. And then, <laughs> once again, Mare underestimates the Scarlet Guard. Oh, God. Yes. 
She hasn't done it in a little Is bit. Is that another counter that we need to start? I mean, might as well. We would if it was a drinking game, you'd be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> Blood alcohol level of point three one. You know, it's just crazy. So Ellie's like, here's how to get to the marcher residence. Um, I'll get you know working on your order of supplies while you're gone. And Mayor's like. Awesome, let's go and just like up and leave. Like she's Mary's not waiting to get out of here anytime no. at all. Don't blame her. Herrick is like doesn't look like he's recovered and is ready <laughs> to do this again. He does not he does not look like he's you know Yeah comfortable with going back out there. Although I Krantz is staying behind. He's because he's helping Ellie get all the supplies and mm-hmm. stuff. Correct. He's staying there, so there's fewer people. Yes, and that's all, they don't have to, uh, like get through anything big this time. Right. Yeah, they just not have to look like the country's most wanted fugitives. Exactly. So they get they do get directions to the marcher's home. Yeah, they they get them. And it's like, you know, two blocks over and to the left or something. It's just right around the corner, basically. So this time, though, Herrick does not make them invisible. He actually makes them look like just normal reds. Yeah, he just kind of like changes their He just their changes appearance their appearance. So they don't... It's not weird that they just pop up. They can walk around, but they don't look like who they are. Yeah. I find it really funny when, like, Mare says something to Herrick, and he's just like, yeah, uh, uh Mare. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mare. <laughs> you know, because nobody he's knows really what to call her. He's really uncomfortable with just, like, treating her like a another human being yeah is she the lightning girl is she mayor is she marina marina yeah my lady lady? she really hates it when people call that call her that she because she she yeah uh -uh. she it reminds her and i and and i understand where she's coming from in this it reminds her that these people were first introduced to her as a silver so even though they know that's a lie the first impression is, uh, yeah, yeah, and right. it's really hard to overcome that, especially because so much propaganda has been pumped out from the silver place about her. You know, people are like, what do we really believe? Right. We know what we saw for a split second on TV before they cut the cameras off, and we know that Maven is hunting them now. And I think the only thing that's keeping reds on her side is that they don't want maven to succeed correct and because she's still the one that read the measures right put the measures in place correct so they don't have a lot of reasons to like her except for they have a common enemy and right right and and she doesn't have the ability with the younger reds that cal does where He's kind of ingratiated himself into some of the Reds, right. and they accept him because the kids love him so much. Yeah, she's not a people person no. at no. all, so she's not endearing herself really to anybody, especially when she's like, 
you know, w- when she's in a social situation, she doesn't read social cues. She's awkward. So those don't go well. And then the other time she goes off and she broods alone. Right. So she's really not like making lots of friends here. No. Which I, again, totally understandable. Like literally everybody has betrayed her, lied to her, you know, screwed her over in some way. For the most part. So why would she get close to anybody again? That's a good you question. Know, it's, just, it's just more people to screw me over? Like, I don't think so. And also, I think the, one of the reasons she doesn't like my lady so much is because she doesn't want to have that title in general. Yeah, like that, it feels icky to put on. And, and that, that feeling of, like, such superiority, she doesn't like that. Right, right. that's not who she is. No, it's that's too separate. Like yes. she understands that they're that she's going to be separate from these people. They're going to see her one way, but that that's too far. She doesn't yes. want to be seen that way anymore. Agreed. So they're all disguised, heading to the marcher place. Yep. He's given blonde hair on Mare, <laughs> which when she sees, freaks her out for a minute. She's like, that's, that's she's like, what insane. is that? Oh, that's my hair. That's Never my mind. Hair. Right, and she thinks it's funny. Her with blonde hair. Yeah. 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 But it's like, Mare, you don't look like you right now. You look like some blonde woman. Right. Exactly. They get to the house, and it looks like nobody has taken care of it for a while. Yeah. The garden is overgrown. Doesn't look like anyone's really been here. Yeah. It's it's pretty desolate. Yeah. You know, no signs of life. No sparks of electricity. Nope. Just like the other thing. So either this place is out of rations as well, or the house wasn't even wired for electricity. Or there's just no one here. Right. Or it's just been shut off. There's nobody there. Right. So they they knock at first, correct? And then no one answers? Yeah. Not even, you know, That's, not even a rustling sound. Right, from inside as if someone's just not answering. Yeah. And, uh, Farley's like, you know, do we wait? And Mare's like, listen, Herrick's not a machine. He can't we keep us inside. hidden for an inordinate amount of time. We've got to get We're going to wait inside. Yeah. yeah. So she picks the lock, which is a thing that she's learned how to do. And I don't, that doesn't surprise me. No. With no. Her, her history as a thief, yeah. Yeah. Really doesn't surprise me that she learned how to pick locks sometime in her childhood. Yeah. And and then they're inside. But when they go inside, they're immediately struck with the quality and the smell of the air. Stale. Yeah, everything's gross and sour. There's dust everywhere, like like a thick layer of dust. It looks like no one's been in this house for a long time. Yeah, but but they've left something behind or whatever. Something smells soury in the air. You know, there's, there's... Food that they left or something like that is is not yes. right with that. Mare is like, wait, there's there's something in here. There's like a tiny little spark that she feels. It's a tiny one. Tiny one. It's the only thing she feels. It's the only thing in this whole area that she feels. Correct. And she she like drifts over to it, and then Farley's like, I don't like this. We need to go. Yeah. It's now. In, well, the spark is in a basket. There's a basket over by the fireplace or yeah. in the fireplace. And it's got like a red 
like a red covering over like whatever's a in the basket. Blanket or towel over it or something. Mm, yeah, some sort and, of rag. And, yeah. yeah, and then Farley's like, I, yeah, don't don't take that rag off of there. I, like, I, let's I, get out of here. This doesn't seem safe. I don't like yeah. this. And Farley's Mare, like, Mare, that's a nope basket. Right. <laughs> Mare is Mare, that's a hard no. firefly in a bug's life. Right. That's just it's like so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She just can't not. Mare, touch it. That's a hard no. That's a hard no, Mare. Mare, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> Mare doesn't even you f- care. You feel like every once in a while that Farley just needs to smack Mare on the hand. <laughs> right. Stop. Farley's like, Herrick, do we get ready to run an illusion because just roll up a newspaper and start yeah, smacking smack Mare with it. Smack nose. her on the nose with it. It's like, get ready because I think something bad is about right. to happen, basically. Or no, we need to leave. Let's go get ready for another illusion. Mare, Hide us. Let's get right, out of here. And Mary can't leave this basket alone. Yeah. She's drawn to it for some reason. It's clearly there for a reason. Let's be honest. At this point, no one's been there for a long time. There's clearly. dust everywhere. Yet there's a basket. Look like she's been neatly placed there with a rag over it. It mm-hmm. kind of stands out. With a little spark where you felt nothing right. in the whole house, but there's a little spark in a basket. And you, you would think Mary would be like, okay, who knows that I would be able to feel this little spark in a house with no other electricity. Right. She's constantly Maybe thinking about Maven anytime anyway. Right. She's not thinking about Maven this right time. Right now? What the heck? Plot convenience. This is the only time, like, this middle part of this book is the only time where I'm kind of like, eh, some lazy writing. But, I mean, it's still good overall, but it's like some of it. There's some plot convenience. That- I, f- I feel like when you, when you start writing about, and this happens in, like, superhero movies, Marvel stuff, when you start writing about people with abilities and Fantasy, powers, you give them all these kind of powers and abilities, you start realizing, okay, I just kind of wrote myself into a corner with all these abilities. I've got to have. No, I have to have. I have to have ways for the story to move forward, but now I have to work around all these abilities yeah. I've given people. Now How can I have I do to have that? certain negatives. Right. Like, you know, if you have... So it makes it so hard, I yeah, think. Yeah, if you have yeah. certain characters that are, like, just too powerful, then you have to be like, well, now I need, like, downsides, like, ways that back. they right. can be in danger. Right, I've got a character who literally thinks about Maven all the time. <laughs> Why isn't this the moment where she should immediately be being like, be okay, this Maven. is Maven. Yeah. She's uh, maybe she's obsessed with like this where these new bloods went. Like she's thinking I about guess. that. Yeah. Instead, I think she just can't. I think she knows. I think I kind of wish there was a little dialogue in her head where she was like, "I think Maven did this, and it's a setup." But she can't help but herself. Can't not see what right because she can't because yeah. she wants to know what Maven's gonna. She wants right. to know what Maven's gonna do, and he knows that. Right. So she pulls the rag off the top of whatever's in the basket, and we get we don't find out what. Is in the basket at first, we get Mare's reaction to it, which is where she just stumbles back and bursts into tears. So whatever's in the basket is totally horrifying. Farley runs up and go- goes to hug her and ask, what is it? But and then, then she, she looks sees over it. and sees it and stops short. Nyx comes over and almost vomits. Yeah, Herrick Herrick looks like faints. He, yeah, like he's going to pass out. And then we find out in the basket is a dead baby. Like, little, little baby. And not a baby that, like, died on its own, and then they put it in the basket. No, a baby that was... The baby was murdered. Was murdered. Yeah. And then put in the basket for her to see. Yeah. So, not only is it only new bloods that are dying, an innocent baby... Yes. ...has now suffered for this. And, of course, Mayor's going to take this as, this is my fault. Right. Which... It's Maven's fault. It's whoever killed the baby's fault. But he knows 
how she's going to take it because she's mayor. She's easy to right. read. She really is. Yeah. Considering there's a certain point where she's like, I'm good at lying. Oh, sweetie. Right. No, you're not. You're really not. But in the fist of the baby is a tiny little device. And that's, and where that's the why spark the spark didn't start until after they walked in because they triggered whatever alarm thing this is. Yeah. Yes. So Farley is like, hide us right now. Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, this is a yeah. trap. They're about to kick the doors in. Admiral Ackbar pops up. It's, a, it's trap. a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. And so instantly they're hidden right before the doors get kicked in. Mare drops to underneath the the table, which is like the table. only thing yeah, in the, the room. Yeah, the only thing, because even though they're invisible, they could still get bumped, bumped into. into. So they all get under the table and no less than a dozen guards come bursting into this place, ready to tear it apart. Literally, right when they all disappear, they come in. Yeah. And then Mare has to, like, shuffle under the table. Not a moment to spare. She didn't even know where the others are at first until she kind of, like, feels them next to her. Which yeah. must be freaky. Probably. Everybody's screaming, you're surrounded, or submit to arrest, lightning girl, uh, blah, blah, Mare blah, Bear, blah, 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 all this thing. stuff, just screaming at her. And, you know, she's just hiding. Under the table. Under the table. They send some upstairs to check and see if there's anybody up there. The main guard notices the baby. And it's been moved, clearly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, poor thing. You know, that's his only reaction to and this then, dead, bloody baby. And then when the other ones come down from upstairs, he's like, is there anything? And they're like, Nothing. And they say they can't go back and say that this was a false alarm yeah. because if they're wrong, they're basically going to get hanged. Well, right. also, one of the, another one of them comes over, another one of the guards comes over and then vomits into the fireplace. Yeah. So this, this like silver <laughs> officer just vomited. Right. They are not. This. They're not okay with what just happened either. Right. They're, yeah. they're not uh, the strongest either. So considering the fact that no one, none of this, this Scarlet Guard crew here, Actually threw up. Quite impressive, I gotta say. Isn't well? Didn't uh, didn't Nix? No, Nix almost, almost threw up, but he didn't. So they leave. They decide they're gonna go back and, and you know tell the their officer that it was a false alarm. And once they can't hear their footsteps anymore, you know, Mayor lets Herrick know, like squeezes his hand or whatever, tells him to put him back into sight and uh you know nix is like oh, i could have taken him sure you could have buddy like it does and yeah. then he's like but i don't fancy being here if they decide to come back so let's bounce let's get out pretty much and mare immediately flows back over to the basket because that's yeah. what mare does she's just standing over it staring at it and farley's just like mare girl yeah. come on come let's on. go and she she can't leave it. She won't leave the baby there. You know, she's decided that she can't, you know, she can't bear to leave this dead. Just sitting there in the open. Yeah. yeah. It's, you don't want to think about it. So she picks it up and she wraps it in her jacket. Yeah. And she notices that there's something in its hand. There's a little piece of paper. And she takes it out and she pockets it real quick before anybody sees. But she doesn't uh, let herself read it until they're safe 
back on the jet. But she also doesn't tell anybody that she found it. Yeah. No one knows. She doesn't say anything about it at all. Right. And then, as there, then she takes off her jacket. Yeah, we already, she, yeah, we already yeah, said this. That's the, when she finds the, the note. Because she's putting her jacket over Right, it. but that's also when, like, she's far as like, don't. And Mary's like, yeah, so they'll, they'll know we're here. It's like, yeah, they already know that we were here. You know? So, if anything, it just means that it wasn't actually a false alarm. We were here and they missed us somehow. Right. So Boo-hoo, some silver officers died. She gets, I don't really care. She gets back to Ada in the jet and she says, I dare to read it. It's dated for yesterday. Yesterday. We were so, so close. close. So here is the note. <clears throat> October 22nd. A crude envelope, I know, but necessary. You must know what you are doing, what you are forcing me to do to these people. Everybody is a message to you and to my brother. Surrender to me, and it will stop. Surrender, and they will live. I am a man of my word. Until we meet again, Maven. Wow! What a douche. He just makes my stomach crawl. (laughs) So gross. Like, he's willing to kill a baby to try to make her come back. Like, Mm -hmm. he literally does not care. He's obsessed. Yeah. And it's sickening. So, rightly so, Mare cannot speak. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. She doesn't want to eat. She just wants to go be alone because literally this baby's blood is on her hands. Yeah. And she is not okay. Right. So, they go back to the notch and she just wants to be alone with Cal. Yes. Right. She just wants to be alone, except for she finds herself in Cal's room. With Hunky yeah. McCottness. Yeah. Yeah. She waits till everybody goes to bed, and then she grabs the, a blanket. The walking space heater that is Swole Cal. Cal. Yeah. <laughs> she tells herself that she's just going to wander, and she grabs a blanket, and she's just going to wander around. But somehow, right. <laughs> she wanders into Cal's room. And then she's just like, it's cold. And Cal doesn't even, Cal just like opens the sheets. Like, right. Like, pulls the sheets back, like, get in. He's not even... Farley told me what happened. Get in here. Yeah, he's not even really surprised at the fact that she's there. No. You know. I think it's just kind of a thing that's just happened. Yeah. Like, maybe he's just been waiting for her to do this for a while. Yeah. I know. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, he's like, Farley told me. And, you know, she kind of settles in next to him. And he yeah. does the, like, you know, arm around her waist thing. And I don't even think at this point in time it's like, a sexual thing. No. He just knows that she needs to be comforted. He can feel the chill in her body. And he He's, just wants yeah. to comfort her. Just, right. She needs some warmth and companionship right now. Yeah, companionship. I, I think as much she's as, not alone. As much as all these people have been through, and they've all been through a lot, he and Cal and Mayer share so much. And they both know Maven. They've both been completely and utterly screwed over by Maven and see him for who he really is. And I know everything Maven's put Mare through, but think about what he's done to Cal. He was his brother for 17 years that Cal was loved as a brother who turned on him and helped his mom make him kill his father. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's... So they have a lot of shared trauma. Their father. Yeah. It's just... They have a lot in common that I think only they can kind of comfort each other in these situations because no one else knows. Yeah. Yeah. The chapter ends with, 
He puts an arm across my waist, gentle and warm, meaning nothing but comfort. The other presses against my back, his palm flat to my scars. I am here, it says. I want to tell him about Maven's offer, but what good would it do? He would only refuse like I have, and have to suffer the shame of that refusal with me. It will only cause him pain, Maven's true goal. And in this, I will not let Maven win. He's already conquered me. He will not conquer Cal. Somehow I fall asleep. I do not dream. Wow. So, I have a question about Mm -hmm. this, what happened here. They meet Ellie, whistle. She says, tells them where, gives them all these supplies and tells them where the marcher's residence is. Then they go there to a house that she sent them to, gave Mm -hmm. directions to, where clearly no one has been for a long time except Mm -hmm. Maven who put a dead baby in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't really discuss what happens after that or if they go back to Ellie. So, like, well, I mean, I would assume that, that they seems do like a because weird, does Krantz not come back? I mean, they have to go back and get all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Krantz, yeah. But so, do they not even discuss it ever again? Because it's really odd because it seems like she set them up. It does yeah. seem like that. But again, we're paranoid and have trust issues. Right. We'll just, just have to see if it gets uh, addressed. If it gets addressed. That's just a yeah. lot of oddness. Put, put a pin in that and we'll come back and see because. You know, it's awfully convenient for Whistle to come out as the name, and Mare just, they know that Mare's yeah. going to trust that. Right. So. I don't like that. We shall see. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting, to say the least. Well, guys, I want to thank you again for your patience with us as far as the release schedule goes. We really apologize that we had to mm-hmm. lose episode 12. Um, I know that that is a bummer as far as the timeline goes. We tried so hard to salvage the file, and in the end, it just it, it just wouldn't open. We we messed with it so much, it just got corrupted. So uh, that one, unfortunately, is gone, but we did do Chapter 15 as a two-parter. So that was exciting. We hope that you guys enjoyed that. We're getting kind of close to the big climactic parts of this book so yes. oh, yeah. it's gonna start getting real intense we're rolling into the holiday season for recording too so mm-hmm. we're gonna try to keep uh releases on a regular schedule we'll do our best yeah um but again christmas may get a little yeah iffy. thanksgiving make it get a little um, iffy on, bear with yeah. us we're, we're doing our best we really appreciate everybody being there and hanging out with us between this and you know my Peter troop yeah. and my Etsy families shop. insane and right now. So we, yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, follow us over on Instagram. That's where we're always the most active and you can get the most information. It is at reading with the Rockefellers. You can email us. We love getting fan art and casting ideas, stuff like that. That is reading with the Rockefellers at gmail.com. You can hop over to YouTube where we have all of our season one episodes available in video format as well. And the name of the channel is Reading with the Rockefellers. Then we also have our website, which is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. There you can find all of our shows available for download, our blog, our pictures, fan art for season one, all that kind of awesome stuff. So that is just www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 No. Bye. Oh.